everyone and welcome to the Child of a Library podcast where we discover the words on our shelves and in our hearts. How are you doing? I hope you started well into this year of 2022. January is already coming to a close and before it's too late I wanted to chat with you guys about how my reading went in 2021 and what I have set out to do in 2022. So last year was the first year of me podcasting and recording my reading in that way. And I have to admit that was a totally exciting thing on its own. But I think in this episode, I should also talk a bit about my statistics for a second. So last year I read 75 books with slightly over 23,000 pages and an average book length of 308 pages. I just love how thorough Goodreads is on that when you record all of the books that you read on Goodreads. I'm really happy with how the year overall went. I think I had 55 books or so as my reading goal at first and then I bumped it up to 75 when I reached the 55, I think towards the end of Q3. So was feeling pretty good about that, to be honest. But apart from the overall number of books, I of course also had other reading goals. Like for example, I had three priority authors that I wanted to get to last year. Those were Stephen King, Haruki Murakami and Brandon Sanderson. And to be honest, between the three, the field was a bit mixed. So for Haruki Murakami, I just read one book, which was Norwegian Wood for our book club. And it was all right, but it did not become a new favorite of mine. It was basically the story of a young man in university and his partly sexual relationship with an old childhood friend and everything that that brought and did not bring with it. And overall, I think it was a bit too everything and nothing for me. Then we have Stephen King, where I actually read two books, which were The Long Walk and then Misery. So The Long Walk, I really, really enjoyed. It's not spooky or anything, as you would usually expect from a king. It is more of a dystopian and maybe a bit like Hunger Games for adults, maybe. <laughs> where we follow a score of young men who volunteer to go on the long walk, which is basically that they walk until they die. And one after another, of course, this group starts to slim down and in the end there's only one victor remaining. But what I really enjoyed about this book was really the philosophy that it went into. So it really pondered some philosophical questions on what we do with our lives and what a life is worth, etc. So this was very interesting to see that come together in the story. And then the next book that we read again for our book club was Misery, which we picked as a thriller. And we all really enjoyed that story because it was a bit meta, so to say, because it was a story about an author who gets into a car accident and is, and is held captive by like a big fan of his work. And she sort of forces him to continue her favorite book series of his. And because he's so like crippled from the accident, he of course cannot escape. It was a big meta because it was an author writing about an author, but it was also so real. You know, there was not some paranormal activity going on. It was something that really could have happened 
to someone and I think these stories are always the scariest. I mean, I'm a huge chicken. I can't stand the it clown, really. I cannot for my life. I'm really, really not into anything that is horror movies, etc. And especially also those paranormal things. I'm so not into this. But still, I think there's something very special about human cruelty that makes it even more bad. But this book was well written, so yeah, overall, we very enjoyed it. But of course, there were definitely some uncomfortable scenes, but also a great tension in there. So it was a very solid thriller. But where I really had my shining moment was with Brandon Sanderson, because I actually read four books of his, which were books four to six in the overall Mistborn series and Skyward as a buddy read with my podcast friend Jordan. If I didn't know it before, I definitely know it now that Brandon Sanderson is one of my favorite authors. I thoroughly enjoyed the Mistborn series overall. It's like a high fantasy series in a kingdom where we have certain individuals that can use and ingest certain metals to channel specific magical abilities. And among those, there are even fewer that are called Mistborn, who can work with all of the metals. So this is a very interesting premise in of its own, but there's also so much political intrigue, there are great characters that you learn to love, and if high fantasy is at all your thing, I can definitely recommend Brandon Sanderson, because I also really vibe with the humor that he brings into his books. <laughs> and Skyward was very special as well, also because of its humor, but not only because it's a freaking great book but let's be real also because it was a buddy read i mean i am in a book club so reading books with other people in itself is not new to me but jordan was the first person i ever did a buddy read with because of the podcast because we met through a collaboration and that made this snuggly little community that i built around the child of the library podcast a little more real to me so that was very very special but back to the book so it is a sci-fi young adult story about our main character who wants nothing more but to learn how to fly to protect her people from an alien race that regularly launches attacks on their planet but because her father is branded a traitor by his fellow pilot colleagues her life is just significantly harder than everyone else's and when she finally makes it to flight school she starts to dig into her father's mystery and digs up more secrets than she maybe had wished for so overall that's a pretty solid score on my reading goals from last year <laughs> But to be honest, I think I will get back to top priority books rather than priority authors for 2022. But we will get to that in a second. A project, to be honest, that I did not have on my radar at the beginning of the year, but that sort of developed, is that I read all of the finished Jane Austen novels. I had always wanted to do this, but I was never in the right headspace to get into the writing and then sort of stick with it. But I'm super happy that I did because Pride and Prejudice has actually become one of my new favorite books and Emily and Northanger Abbey were pretty enjoyable too. <laughs> but speaking of favorites, of course, among the 75 books, there were some real highlights for me. 
I made an episode about book recommendations for every zodiac sign last December. It's actually episode number 25 if you want to check that out. And that is sort of my ultimate recommendations list. <laughs> and in there I also go into detail and synopsis on probably all of the books that I'm about to mention. So if you want to know more about them, make sure to check that episode out as well. But I just want to give you an overview of what has happened last year. So of course, the first highlight of the year was Animal Farm. This book was just awesome. It was short, snappy. It raised some super important questions and it makes me excited to pick up more of George Orwell, which I always find very important that you, when you leave one of your favorite books, you just want more of that writing style, of that story in itself, of that world, etc. So this is always a very, very good sign. Then we moved on and we had The Sword of Kaigen. And this is actually a very great fantasy standalone in an old Japanese inspired setting. It's an absolutely mesmerizing book. I'm yearning for more in this world because to have a fantasy standalone in itself is very special. Ah, but every time I read one, I'm like, more. Why don't you have more installments in this series? And it was exactly the same for this one. I really hope the author throws the standalone premise out of the window and just writes more surrounding this story. I beg him, please. <laughs> Then moving along in the year, we read The Invisible Life of Eddie LaRue in our book club, which I also quite enjoyed, even though the main character made some questionable choices in life throughout the centuries that she lived. But overall, I really loved the story and how art was incorporated in it. And then we come to a book, which was These Violent Delights by Chloe Gong, where I had the feeling from the beginning that it was sort of written to me because it was a great treat with a 1920s Shanghai setting and a Romeo and Juliet retelling. I mean, come on, it sounded awesome. It was awesome. And I'm so happy that I have the second book in this duology on my shelves so that I can get back into that story very quickly. But just, I want to give a shout out to the author, Chloe Gong, because she has my deepest respect <laughs> because she's just in her early 20s. And when she came to university and joined their writing program there, she could already say that she wrote a New York Times bestseller. I mean, come on, that's like the greatest flex that you can have when you get into a writing program there. And staying within the Romeo and Juliet spirit, I talked about this book several times on the past podcast episodes, but I just loved it so much. And that was If We Were Villains. And this This is a dark academia autumn read that I actually also read in autumn and it was perfect for the season. It was so atmospheric and captivating and it really satisfied that Shakespeare need that these violent delights released. So it was just perfect to have it afterwards. And then of course, Like I already mentioned, we have Skyward by Brendan Sanderson. And even though these were just the absolute highlights, my reading year overall was pretty great with so many great ones and an average rating of four stars, which is pretty excellent, I think. So 2022 has big footsteps to step into, to be honest. But it is already off to such a good start. 
January actually flew by so quickly here in Germany. We were asked by the government to reduce our social contacts as best as possible so our weekends here are not too filled up. And I could already get quite some good reading in. And at the point of this recording I already read six books, which is a pretty, pretty good start I would say. And as always, I'm doing quite well with completing series, because most of these six were of the Bridgerton series. Jane Austen sort of kicked this off, and while Jane Austen is of course a true satire of her time, these Bridgerton books are more like on the lighter side and easy to read just to get into, you know, the swing of things for the new year. Of course, there are definitely, definitely some ups and downs within that series. There are some installments that I don't enjoy as much as the others, but it is overall an enjoyable pastime. Let's call it like that. And this year I went, I went bold on Goodreads. I set my Goodreads goal to 75 books from the start, which is the highest I have ever set it at at the beginning of the year. But my good start makes me feel quite positive that I can make it. But let's see how that progresses throughout the year. I also upgraded my hardware. I got a new Kindle for my birthday that was on the 18th of January. So now I can read without distraction with very fast turning pages and a fast click through on the user interface, so I am all set for 2022. But of course now, as I touched upon before in this episode, I will focus more on priority books rather than authors. So I went to my bookshelf and picked the ones that I really desperately want to get to. And I have a few categories and the first of these categories is classics. And on top of that is of course 1984 by George Orwell. This should not be a surprise because I enjoyed Animal Farm so much. Then we have The Great Gatsby by F. Scott Fitzgerald. I have heard only fantastic things about the book. So many people who recently read it really enjoyed it. So that makes me very curious. And then the next category is some sequels to series that I started. So first to name is of course Starside by Brandon Sanderson, which is the sequel in the Skyward Saga. And I'm so excited to find out what happens to our character and her space colony next. And also let's see whether this might be another buddy read, but we'll see, but it would be awesome. Then the next is Girls of Fate and Fury by Natasha Nyan. This book of the Girls of Paper and Fire series has been awaited by me for so long. I usually wait until series are somewhat complete so that I can binge them, but because the first one here was included in a book box that I'm subscribed to and I just couldn't wait, I just had to wait on the sequels, of course. And to be honest, I couldn't wait for good reason, because this book with its fantasy setting inspired by the old Chinese emperor's court and how one can rise from the lowest class and discover their own strength was just fantastic. Although I have to point it out that there's a big trigger warning concerning sexual assault and violence in this series, especially in the first book. But if you are not too held back by that premise and like fantasy stories overall, I can assure you that it is worthwhile to pick this series up. It was just a great experience. Of course, if you maybe leave out the scenes where it gets a little nasty. 
The next tiny section is books in German. To be fair, I don't have a lot of physical copies of those, admittedly. I don't read a lot in German at the moment, but I received a book from my favorite German author Kai Meyer for Christmas from a friend that I'm very, very excited about. It's called Für Immer Haus, which I think would translate into Forever House in English. And it's the story of heroes and heroines of stories who saved their worlds, but the new people who rule their lands now fear their power and send them to exile. And they all meet up in the Forever House. And I don't really know where this story will go, but just this premise alone, I just, I was just excited. And I mean, it's Kai Meyer. He's definitely one of my favorite German authors. So definitely auto must read, definitely. And I'm just really intrigued by the concept of what happens after the world was saved. Because usually this is where so many books leave you off and imagining. And now for the last section of just all the other standalone or first books in the series that I want to read. The first one being Normal People by Sally Rooney. This author has sort of become a legend over the past two years in terms of her romantic stories. So if I pick up a story that is super romance focused, it should probably be by her. Then we also have The Starless Sea by Erin Morgenstern. I just adored The Night Circus and I can't wait to dive into this story centering around a library and a mystery behind one of the books our main character finds there that apparently is a written tale of something that happened to him as a child and he didn't know that this has become a book. I don't know. The premise in itself sounds a bit complicated, but I'm very sure that Erin Morgenstern can pull it off. And last but not least, we have The Elephant Vanishes by Haruki Murakami. Yes, I'm trying my luck again. I had originally pondered whether I want to put his 1Q84 on this list, but that is a pretty hefty book. And to be honest, I want to make sure that I read the original 1984 by George Orwell first before I dive into that. The Elephant Vanishes is a collection of short stories and I'm very intrigued by this because one of the stories is the basis for the movie Burning, which a lot of people love and that I want to also definitely watch this year. Wow, <laughs> there are so many books already on my list and I can promise you my Goodreads list of great book choices, which is sort of like my master list of one I want to read next eventually, is already so long. I'm pretty sure I have to move some books into 2023 very soon. But that will be a task for future Mariko towards the middle of this year when it comes to prioritizing what I really want to get to until the rest of the year. I hope you enjoyed this little excursion into my last reading year and what I set out to do in 2022. If you want to tell me about your reading goals, just write me an email. The contact is in my podcast description or you just go over on Instagram with the handle at child of the library. And if it is not too much trouble and you are listening on Spotify or Apple podcasts, it would be lovely if you could leave my podcast a rating. That would mean the world to me. I hope you start into a wonderful reading year and until next time, I hope that we discover the words on our shelves and in our hearts. Bye! Thank you.